You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, Wolfcast number 566 for Monday, September 21st, 2015. Tonight brought to you by Cravenspeed.com, I am not wearing pants.com, motoringstripes.com, and outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. That's outmotoring.com. Ready one, ready go. Hey everybody, it's Stevie in Arizona coming at you with the brand new episode of the world's famous White Roof Radio. We're recording on a Sunday, so heads up, we'll be weird tonight because it's a weird show day. Uh, but we're here talking about Mini Cooper stuff for you on a Monday, like we like to do. Uh, my good friend Todd Pearson is joining us, MotoringStripes.com. Todd, say hello. I, I'm here. Shout out to uh, our listeners in Idaho. <laughs> we appreciate their potatoes and of course our man chad miller uh head mechanic from detroit tune detroittune.com gentlemen good evening hello yes hello. we yes. are here it is a it is a weird night um we had shuffle around we don't have alex because alex uh is a fan of the app Waze on the iphone and we've been telling him for years that it's rubbish yes. and uh and I failed him yep it failed him and and He's not going to make it tonight because he's stuck in traffic. <laughs> no way he's stuck in traffic? Because waste. Wait. I think somebody saw a cop and they posted it and he slowed down. So. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly what, what happened. happened. Someone saw a cop sitting on Saturday doing reports or some, you know, or there was a tire. It's like when that neighborhood crowdsourced, you know, they got tired of people being rerouted through their neighborhood. And so yeah. they kept posting that there were roadblocks and cops and everything like that to, <laughs> to ways so that yeah. people wouldn't come through and it worked. Yeah, they totally gamed Waze because all the hipster children use Waze. Yep. But Waze is crap, people. It is. I've told my Waze story. Have I told my Waze story in Boston on the show? You know, I, I really like the how the idea, the, the program functions overall, but it really screwed up my phone, so I didn't reinstall it in the last update. I, mine is still, my, my installation of Waze on my iPhone is still going on now. I started the installation about four months ago, and it's still not quite finished, so I'm not a fan of the app. <laughs> we're, we're finishing up Main Take States. We are leaving the after party. Right, Alex is my ride back to the hotel. I think I've told the story, but just in case I haven't. Uh, and hotel, Alex, who lives in Boston, who knows Alex, the town, Alex lives in Boston. First of all, and the hotel to the the bar from from the after party to the hotel was a mile, uh, a mile point two. I think I could have walked it, right, just right down the street. But it was one way street, so we had to like double back, turn around, all these things. So Alex fires up ways and says, "Okay, we'll get there." Twenty minutes later, <laughs> you're like, "Dude, I could have walked there and back." And then we're still <laughs> driving around. Boston. Finally, I just opened up Google Maps on my phone and I just gave it to him. Say, here, take me here, and we were there in like five minutes. Oh, that's so funny! Wait, it's just rubbish. Yeah, Google Maps is always the best thing, even though Google you know, Maps I, does I, own ways. I know that was just really weird, but I gotta say, Apple Maps have been getting better too. It has been getting better, but yeah, I'm a fan of Google Maps, and as, and as far as this relates to cars and and our car talk. Um, I can't wait for it to be integrated into like if you have Bluetooth um, with your car and have it hooked up. Which DB you have got that? And, so I'm actually uh, going to be making a post over at DB Mini slash White Roof Radio about that. I th- I'm hoping this week to get it finished on how to get turn by turn directions. Yeah, basically do Mini connected kind of sorta without Mini connected. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'll talk about I I uh, in my adventure for finding a new car. I actually drove some new Volvos last week. You guys got me started down the ah, Volvo road. Nice. Right? And so I'm like, I'm just going to go by the Volvo. We're, we're here. Let's just, hey, there's the Volvo dealer. It's Saturday afternoon. It's 3 o'clock. We got nothing else to do. Let's pull in here. We pull into the Volvo dealership, and 
really nice guy helps us out. We look at the uh, V60 wagon, okay, oh. and the XC60 SUV. And uh, uh, long story short, the XC60 SUV drove like crap. It drove. It reminded oh. it reminded me of my '74 Cadillac because you take the steering wheel and you could rock it back and forth and nothing happened. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> right. It reminded me of my '74 Cadillac sedan that was just like it's not terribly attractive, especially in that brown. Wow. Uh, you know, I don't think it's so bad. I think it's one of the better looking SUVs. What else did you, what else did you like at besides that one? The V60 wagon. The wagon. Yeah, the wagon. And it actually drove yeah, uh, like yeah. a sports uh. wagon. It was nice. I liked the wagon better than the uh, than the SUV, if you will. Yeah. But, I mean, Volvo's always been known for like awesome wagons. I mean, since yeah. day one. I mean, everyone's like, oh, get the wagon version. You still, know? still not enough to make me want to buy one because once you know we started talking pricing on it, I'm like, screw this. I'm going to go buy an X5. I mean, and just go buy a used one. I'm going to go buy a car that actually drives like a sporting vehicle. And I right. think that's the problem. I finally realized that once you've driven minis and BMWs for any length of time, yes. you're screwed because when you drive other cars, they all suck. Yes. Yes, they do. They all suck. But then I'll tell this quick story and we'll move on that I talked to my mechanic. I've got a, a BMW mechanic who worked on my previous when I had a 3 Series wagon. He was, he was fantastic. He knew this car inside and out. And so I, I run into him, and I say, hey, uh, uh, what do you think? I'm thinking about buying an, an X5. I used X5. You know, what do you think? You know, should I do it, or are these things so problematic? And he kind of looks at me, and he goes, you realize, you know, being a BMW mechanic, I get this question all the time from people, right? He's like, I, I get the question, and he goes, I really, really want to respond. Like, can't you just go find, like, a really good used Honda Pilot? <laughs> 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 he goes, that's what I really want to say in, you know, my, in, in my heart. But he goes, I can't say that. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, crap. He just screwed me for this, right? Dude, you can't get a uh, don't. And just in case you're wondering, you can't get it on the pilot because it's, uh, it doesn't carry enough. Weight. Yeah, no, I realize that. Um, but he was he was jo- he goes, I'm joking, but I'm kind of serious. He goes, no, BMWs are good when they're running. But he mm-hmm. said they do have like every other car when they when it comes time to repair them you could be into some serious expense because they've had issues with turbos. They've also had issues with timing chains. And he just says, if you buy one, make sure you've still got warranty on it. He goes, I would not buy one out of warranty. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, I'd definitely look for one that's certified pre-owned, which the warranty goes to six years, 100,000 miles. So that's definitely what I'm looking at. But good to know. He said, granted, when these things run (laughs) with BMWs, when the BMWs run, he goes, they are the most fantastic car on the road to drive. They They just, hands down, are the best. (laughs) But coming from your your mechanic, it's it's not, uh, from your BMW mechanic anyway, it it doesn't bode well when he's like, can't you just find a good used Honda Pilot? (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. So anyway. Yeah. No thanks on the Honda Pilot, by the way. I'm, I'm not interested. Not yeah, no, I I, uh, I I know people have them, but I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan either. I I've got my neighbor on to one side of me and neighbor across the street. They both have Honda Pilots, and they're family cars. They're like the you know minivan of today, if you will. Yeah, yeah, but they don't make them anymore. But I'm not interested. I'm just not interested. Yeah, we are going to talk about what Todd is interested. In. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to get to Todd's JCW. Uh, audio not, uh, JCW uh, review from the JCW tuning kit. We're going to get to that later. Yep. We're going to do news from motoringfile.com. And, you know, whatever else happens. We'll probably make fun of Alex some more, too, because he's not here. <laughs> we're gonna, but we're going to get to all that game uh, as soon as we uh, 
tell you about one of the fine sponsors here. Underneath the white roof, our friends over at Outmotoring, Outmotoring.com. If you already get the email newsletter, you are already familiar with what I'm about ready to tell you. And because you would have found out that uh, you can save up to 10% on all Alta products right now at outmotoring.com. Up to 10%. It's not 10% on everything, but it's up to 10%. Uh, Block valve spring. Uh, what else he's got? Exhaust. Awesome. All kinds of Alta suspension components. If it's Alta, Outmotoring's got it and it's on sale. Go over, check it out. Make sure when you're over there that you sign up for the. Um, Outmotoring newsletter, like I already mentioned, if you don't get that already, because then you get 5% off anything that you order. I don't think you'll get an additional 5% off when you order something on sale, but it's worth a shot because if you wanted to get the Alta Pulley because, the, the, because you know you have an R53, um, it's currently 8% off, and if you put that 5%, that's 13%. I don't know. That could happen. Worth a shot. Give it a try. Uh, that's my friends over at OutMotoringOutMotoring.com. You guys know these guys otherwise, right? It's the Mini Cooper Parts Superstore. Everything that you need for your Mini, anything that you need that's Mini-related, if it's something that you can get from the dealer but you still want to go to the dealer for who knows why because your dealer's too far away or you live like our friends uh, live in Idaho, you go to OutMotoring.com. They've got all the things, um, all the stuff for your person, the hats, the shirts, the shoes, um, all the DIY stuff, the filter kits and uh, everything that you need to fix your car, including the tools that you need to replace the parts that you buy from outmotoring.com and a full line of car care products to keep your mini shiny and new all available for you over at outmotoring outmotoring.com mini performance speed and alta three-way adjustable sway bar 22 millimeter eight percent off that's uh, outmotoring.com it's a good price actually 222 dollars that's a good bar there it is. Hey. anyway let's uh, start with news maestro if you please boom Sometimes we are such catty bitches. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, There's always good reason for it, though. So. Uh, oh, yeah. When, um, yeah, we go out. It's uh, stuff, an- stuff annoys me, man. I just like to. Stuff annoys me. Hey, let's talk about the clubman. Get off my lawn. Get off my effing lawn. Let's talk about the clubman. So the clubman premiered in Geneva. Uh, Gabe no, jotted down Frank- a couple Frankfurt. notes. I'm sorry, Frankfurt. Actually, right? in de- debuted in Canada. Yeah, it's been debuting all over the place the, now. The Clubmans are showing up everywhere, but uh, the official debut was uh, at Frankfurt. So there's a whole big pile of photos, so you can actually see what the car looks like in auto show lighting. I like uh, the blue and that uh, that champagne color, the silver on top. I think it's a good combination. It's a good combination. I still like the brown. Yeah, the burgundy, because it's, it's as close to velvet red as I've seen yeah, you come out yeah. with. If they, if they could put that white roof on that car, OMG, that would just be it right there. I think the champagne roof looks good on the burgundy color. It does. I think that champagne was a good color. I, I'm liking this car. More and more, I like this car. Yeah, it looks I'm just saying. Now, Gabe's being ridiculous. He's saying the 18-inch wheels are mandatory. I don't think so. I think that's true of any F-generation car. Mm, yeah, okay. 16-inch wheels look ridiculous. On F cars, I've See, seen. I, I'm with you on that. 16 inch wheels do look ridiculous. 17s, I think. 17 look fine. is passable. Like I can live with it. And in fact, certain 17s are better than the other ones. In fact, yeah. I think the black spokes, which are the ones we so, have here, look much better. So I believe that the black wheels on the blue Clubman are 17s. Uh, no, those are uh, 18s or 19s even. Those can't be 19s with how much wheel gap is showing. Uh, then they're 18s. Those are JCW style. Wow. Okay. 
Got it. But they look good. I mean, you're you're like there's still room to go. You could go to 19s on it. Yeah, you could probably roll 22s if you wanted to be ridiculous. Oh, the problem. Somebody's going to do it. Larry Simpson's going to do it in Vegas. I just know. Somebody will do it. But the <laughs> problem, of course, the problem with 18 and larger wheels is the cost of tires. We're not really going to get into that. But anyway, the clubman's up. It's beautiful. The interior looks freaking awesome. And from what we hear from people who've seen this in person, mm-hmm. it is you think the F56 generation has gone to a new level of of nice interior. They say this goes to another level still yet. Yes. And we've been told that. I in uh in fact people from many were saying There's that many people. It's it's very 7 series like and I'm I'm saying like last generation like the previous generation 7 series. But yeah. it's that kind of quality of interior stuff. And right. this really goes along with the rebranding of, of Mini, uh, the new corporate identity. Of This mm-hmm. is a more upscale, premium, small car. Yeah. I mean, and they're, I mean, they're knocking out the park. This car has blown me away. And you they're, know what? I am sick and tired of people complaining about, and I mean the automotive press and people on Facebook and social media, complaining about this car being so big. I just want to say... Somebody, somebody actually uh, backtracked on that. Who was it? Jalopnik, I think. Really? Actually backtracked. Once they saw it in person, they're like, it really works for the size. It's proportion. You know. They said something. They didn't say anything nice because, you know, it's Jalopnik, and ex- except <laughs> Pat, nobody likes the Mini over there. Um, but they, it was either Jalopnik or it was uh, Autoblog. Somebody actually said, oh, you know, we're going to take that back. It looks good. It really does, I think, in person. And uh, I'm just sick and tired of people complaining about how big this car is. Oh, it's bigger than a Countryman. And I'm like, when you park this thing next to a Countryman, you're not going to say that. I'm sorry. It yeah. may be a hair longer, uh-huh. and it's definitely wider. Yeah. But I, for one, you know, am, it, when you're in the car, you're in a Mini with other people. Right. I enjoy the extra width that the F56 gives you, and I'm really going to enjoy the extra width that this car gives you. Yes. If you have shoulders at all... Right. Which I think most of us do. I do. You're going to appreciate it. All those damn skinny hipsters, though. They're, 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 they're t- jeans and... <laughs> you know, I was, I was looking at the pictures here of that, of that Clubman, and, and the rear doors actually have a much larger rear window visibility out of it, which is nice. It really does look like there'll be uh, good visibility out of the back of that thing. Yeah, when I have driven all of the other Clubmans, which I I loved the old Clubman. I thought it was a a beautiful design. I thought it was everything good. But when you actually get in it, you're like... Visibility's bad. Everything's good, except when I look out the rearview mirror, I can really kind of only maybe see a little bit of what I really want to see. And this might solve that problem. The the rear door... um, That center bar is much better. Yeah, the center bar is smaller. There is definitely much more window. The rear wipers look bigger. Um, so that could solve some of that. So with it being a little bit wider, uh, I mean, I could definitely look at this rear door on this Clubman and say that glass is twice as wide as what the old Clubmans used to be. Um, and well, they're definitely much more curved. And so it's amazing I, I too, think it's going to work. If you notice, Chad, that the uh, the rear wipers on the Clubman doors now are integrated into the glass. They used to come off of the door, the metal on the door. Yeah. And now yeah. they're built into the, the glass itself, which you'd think that would give less visibility. But if you look on the gallery over at Motoring File, there is a photo from the driver's seat perspective aiming backwards. And you see, no, in fact, it looks like there's a lot more visibility out of the back of this car than the previous yeah. generation. So, yeah, that was a very, very good point there. Um, yeah. I, I can't wait for it. I, this is going to segue into, you know, what car is going to be my next car. I am now having to wait for this car to get here, which is going to be November 
before I get well, to see it and drive it, before I make well, a decision on what to get. Were you saying just right, right, right before we started the show that this car, they've actually got a couple in the States currently and it's making rounds around the dealership, like yeah. just just the show-off version of the car. And I believe it's going to be at the Des Moines dealer. And this is they've probably got multiple versions of it. But right. they are going around, you know, going to make weekend stops at dealers. They'll be for, you know, two, three days. Hey, it's going to be here, going to be here. We're going to get it here in Kansas City in October, in mid-October. Okay. Uh, I believe in the next couple of weekends it's going to be in Des Moines. And I just know that because it's, you know, the close dealers here. Right. So keep your eyes out. Ask your dealer, hey, when are we going to get to see this Clubman? When's it going to come around? And, right. and have them bug the regional people, and you'll get to see this sooner than later. Right, and then we're still expecting it to be officially announced uh, October 31st, and it's going to start going on sale sometime early November. I think so, yep. Yeah, I'm excited. We still don't so we still don't have the configurator yet. That should be up any day from You know what else we don't have? Yeah, because yeah, they're going to be able to order that soon. Yeah. We don't have pricing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We don't have pricing and, and the configurator. As soon as that goes live, I think that's all going to release. We don't want to be press release on, on U.S. pricing. And I think here's what we do, DB. Good job. I think we all need to predict right here what is, this will be simple, what do you think is going to be the starting price of a Cooper Clubman? All right. I agree. I so agree. I'm looking at this right now. I'm actually pulled up Mini USA. Uh, Cooper starting price is 2700 Cooper S starting price 24100 And, of course, hard. JCW starts at $3,600,000. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, that new, that new Clubman's nice, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that the the Cooper is gonna start at twenty four one. Okay, that's that's good. Um, the Cooper S price. I'm gonna say the Cooper S is gonna start at twenty eight one. No, it's not that much of a difference because the difference between the the two now is uh oh, it's four thousand dollar difference. Right. So so if I say twenty four, then twenty eight. Yeah, it's like 20, 30, It's like thirty six. I think it's thirty six hundred dollars difference between the two, and that's pretty typical among the, across the brands. So I'm just making a, making the math easy for me. So I say that the Cooper S is going to start at twenty eight, uh, twenty eight thousand something, and if they do a JCW version um, off the gate, I'm going to say JCW is going to start at thirty four. Okay, good point. Good point. Uh, my starting guess for the Cooper brand over the base price of all the other cars. Yeah, my starting. I'm a little bit higher than you. I think the the starting price for the Cooper Clubman is going to be. I'm going with twenty five one, twenty five thousand one hundred. Okay. And uh, and then of course do your math up from there. So you know more like also, so twenty nine for the Cooper 28, S. Yeah, twenty eight and change between twenty eight and twenty nine. Six thirty six for the JCW. Yeah, and we won't know that the JCW is not going to be available until sometime mid year next year. Right. But that's right now our plan in the household here is to wait and get a Cooper Clubman. Okay. And uh, then as soon as, basically I'll keep the GP, so we'll have three minis for a while. Then next year when the JCW comes out, we'll trade in the F56 Cooper for a JCW Clubman and have two of them. We'll have a Cooper Clubman and a JC, the polar opposites of that car. I like it. I like it. Chad, what, what's your guess on what they're going to uh, ask starting price on this car? I was thinking right around that twenty-seven six for a Cooper for the starting for, price for the Cooper. Yeah, and I just think I, I think you're a little high, but n- maybe not because I'm looking at a lot of stuff on this car, and a lot of the stuff is different from your base F fifty-six. Yeah, and you know even things like the brake ducts. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing that's the same on this car because it's wider. Are are different so. 
there's a lot of stuff that is going to be Clubman only cars based on the whole bonnet of this car is Clubman only, even though yeah, it looks so, like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay a little bit high on this because I think I think there's gonna be a lot of stuff that's like okay we're only gonna sell so many of these so we can't quite you know retrofit over you know even the dash might be a different size on oh yeah it's car, completely you know? it's a completely different interior like the whole right. it's so, it's nothing like the F56 you're gonna have some basic switches and stuff like that but there's gonna be a lot of stuff that's made specifically for this car only I think that's which a is point. a huge gamble but could really pay off well unless they're planning on a lot of this stuff going into the countrymen's later and that could just be a very interesting white referee radio only speculation yeah <laughs> who knows the only clue we have to this point is uh if you guys watch that little walk around that oh, was it autoblog or jalopnik did with patrick mckenna it's posted over at motoring file also when they right. had a pre-production version of it Patrick McKenna was quoted as saying that they hoped the Clubman, the Cooper Clubman, would start around the mid-20s. That is the only clue we've been given to this point. And I think we're all in that range. I mean, yep. 27's probably high, I would consider high 20s. Like, I would consider mid-20s from, like, 23 to 26. Right. And so I think DB and I fall into there. Chad's maybe on the high side, but I do agree with his reasoning. Yeah, I'm so. I'm with Chad. There's a good chance this car could have a seven thousand dollar premium over the F fifty six. Yeah, now well, that's, huge. that's huge though. That base price that DB and I mentioned is probably a a Cooper Clubman with sixteen inch wheels and like nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm saying I'm saying Cooper Clubman uh, is going to start at twenty four seven, four thousand yeah. dollar premium over the Cooper and the Cooper S. I'm a little bit high, and then Chad's on the other higher, and then Chad's a little bit higher yet. So yeah. But All I right. think, well, I, we'll I see think, what happens. I think we'll know very soon because I do expect before the end of September, I would expect the uh, configurator to be online in the U.S. Yeah, I would hope. And, but, and, you know, now that's like that's 10 days. Right. So. Yeah, it's 10 days. Yeah, we shall. We shall see. Yeah. I'm excited for this car. I, I know it's going to be it's going to be too expensive for me. I'm, I'm, this is going to be totally aspirational. This will be an actual mini that I'm going to want to have. That I won't be able to afford. But that's okay because you know their new target market for this. And I'm going to say this. It, the new target market isn't me. I am quoting David it's, Duncan here. Is yeah, they are target, their new target market for this car is a junior executive. Yeah. Okay. And <clears throat> by that I mean somebody Some who's an officer. Some three series. Yes. Yes. Most likely. But here's the, the genius of the BMW in this is that they're not even, they're not even veiling this. Uh, uh, faintly anymore that the Mini is now an entry level to the BMW. Right. That, you know, the junior executive is going to get the Clubman and go, I really like this car, and then move up to an X3 or a 5 Series, sure. you know, in, in three more years. Sure. So it's it's not even thinly veiled anymore uh, that they're doing that. It's just outright blatant. And uh, I think that all comes down to everything from the mini connected the way the controller works it is exactly an iDrive. in fact did i ever post the picture of from our mini when it about when it went to sleep yeah that said the iDrive system is going to go to sleep now it says that on the mini <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> so anyway anyway so that's that's where we are on there so let's keep our fingers crossed that uh, we get that information very soon yes i agree um also in the news besides the new clubman which we're all really excited about, obviously. Uh, a lot of racing happening. There was some racing uh, happened at Coda this last weekend. Uh, I'm actually going to see if I can find some video from that. But there was like a, Todd, you were telling me about a very interesting uh, 
pit stop where they had to change tires. Yeah, yeah. They didn't like in the previous generation JCW challenge cars, the race cars that were only in England, and they did that JCW challenge race, those were outfitted with air jacks, just like an F1 car. So yeah, you, you plug, plug in an air hose and the car just went zoop and it raised up automatically. Change the tires, undo the, you know, quick connect on the thing, car drops. Shoo. And off they go. These cars actually lifted up with jacks. What I thought was amazing too was that the jack man was he went in from the front of the car in the very center of the front bumper. Do not, do not try this at home. <laughs> well, he probably had, there, there was probably a jack point there. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. But the jack points on the F56 are in the same place that they, they always have been on the Mini. They've hidden the, the jack. Uh, Chad, have you jacked up an F56 yet in the garage? Uh, I have not because normally put them on lift, but they've, uh, yeah, they've got I mean, kind of like this pinch weld thing going on. Yeah, well, it's it, they're the same kind of blocks, but they're much better hidden than they have been in the past. They're they're still the jack blocks in the same places, but uh, unlike the Countryman, which doesn't have them at all, like Uh-oh. if you put up a Countryman on your lift, you kind of you got to do it on the frame rails. Okay, we got we got to pick things up. Chad's getting bored. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it was a long day. It's late. Chad's been putting up a fence, man. Yeah. It's been a crazy week. Chad's been hanging blinds all weekend, so. <laughs> well, hey, let's talk about BMWs. Uh, uh, really, they're they're doubling down on digital. And the next 7 Series, we mentioned this a little bit last week. With the touchscreens and Apple yeah, Play. Yeah, yeah. They're going touchscreens full on because now Ian Robertson was quoted as saying, we've really got to, you know, got to step up the game in this digital world because people like us, us junior executives. Yeah, yeah. So us junior executives. This next car is going to be an X5. You know, my questions to the salespeople are, hey, can I use uh, can I use my iPhone in here successfully or am I going to have to deal with this terrible iDrive system? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, CarPlay. I just want CarPlay. That's yeah, all I want. Yeah, absolutely. I just want CarPlay. And there's an, and actually on the CarPlay front, there's, um, who was it? Pioneer? No. Kenwood has just released a couple of new uh, head units. That are have CarPlay built into it. I think mm-hmm. it was Car- it was either Jensen or one of those two, brand new head units featuring CarPlay. That's pretty strong. So you can be able to do it on the OE, you know, on the aftermarket tip. So that's pretty hot. And hey, all the new 2016 Volkswagens are CarPlay compatible, except oh, <laughs> except the TDIs, which are all being held. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Volkswagen. Let's talk about <laughs> getting bitch slapped by the EPA last week. I'm not sure if you guys have been following along, but you know, Volkswagen, it's been bad, very bad. Criminally uh, bad. Criminally I think bad. Cheerio potentially doesn't have a lot of milk in it anymore. I'm gonna say potentially criminally bad. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it here. So here's what Volkswagen engineers did. So we is is, is alleged that alleged, alleged, of course, alleged. But so this is from the New York Times, the newspaper of record, of course, right? This is a legit source. Um, so Volkswagen's engineers allegedly programmed the car to know when it was being um, tailpipe sniffed, you know, like a, like a emissions test, like a California or EPA or whoever. It, it had a way of knowing when this test was happening. And when that test happened, it turned on all the emission controls. As soon as the test was complete, it turned all the emission controls off, hence increasing the amount of emissions coming out of the tailpipe of this car by as much as 40%. <laughs> yeah, and the, so the EPA says this is potentially criminal. <clears throat> yeah, there's, they, a, there's been a giant recall apparently. Yeah, like they've halted sales on all 2016 TDI, and this is just diesels we're talking just about. Just diesels. Here. This is diesels. And, but if they do a recall, this is affecting cars going back as far as 2009. 
Yeah. And all Volkswagen and, and one Audi uh, diesel. And I love the statistic I read that the potential fine for this is as much as $37,000 per vehicle. And they, the, the ultimate potential fine for Volkswagen and Audi combined would be $18 billion, up but to $18 billion. It's a half a million cars. It's ridiculous. It, yeah, that's awesome. And and that's about th- somewhere between 20 and 30% of the cars Volkswagen sells are uh, are diesels, you know. They sell more I, diesels than anybody else. But I just want to go what man the balls on the engineers to think they could get away with this yeah. and the fact that they've been getting away with it for 6 years. Oh, at least 6 years. Who knows if they they might have started this sooner. Well, and so now the EPA is like, well crap, we're going to have to go check other diesel cars that are sold, which now there's lots of brands that sell these. Like BMW has been selling diesels for the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to go start checking those and other, ger- like maybe the German. Yeah, but if they can do them. it for diesels, why not do it for any other car too? I mean, like the, That's a good they point, Chad. checking for everything now. And I still wonder how, you know, credible this is that, you know that's really happening. Who who found this out? The How EPA. Did they that's what the yeah. EPA discovered it. Uh, um, and uh, like this is not just little news. It's not just like a rumor site or anything like this. This has appeared from everywhere. You can read about it over at uh, at Jalopnik, at Autoblog, on the New York Times. Linking up this the article from the New York Times. Well, to uh, to kind of bring this all back to Mini is you know. Uh, obviously, we've had a a recall or or so of sorts um, for the airbag seats on all of the two thousand four, five, six cars that have had major yeah. issues with that that uh, seat sensor on the passenger side. And you know, Minnie's like, "Oh, don't worry, we we know we are going to take care of it." That was six months ago, something like that. And, you know, still they're like, we're going to fix it. <laughs> we just don't know what to do yet. You know, yeah, like, my dealer so still they, can't tell me when they can get my. They, yeah, they don't know when or how. It's like, how long can you let that go before somebody's like, you know what? I'm just going to sue you. I'm done with this. I'm not, I'm not waiting anymore. Or, or well, even the EPA or, you know, some type of safety organization says, look, you can't, you can't just keep stringing this out. When are you going to fix this? You need to make this kind of happen now because. From what I've heard from everybody that that's staying on top of this, because obviously I don't have one of those cars that has that issue. Um, I do. Know, there's I, still no fix yet. Nobody knows, and nobody has any idea of what's going to happen. There's no real. Well, I'll keep everybody we're posted on this. So I got the letter. I got the letter from uh, from Mini that said mm-hmm. my car, my GP had been recalled because of the airbag seat mat issue in the passenger side. Um, I don't have any issues with it. Like my light doesn't come on, hasn't flickered, anything. It works properly, but um, it has been recalled. So I'll I'll do my best to keep everybody posted. My dealer says we don't know anything. You know, like they can't tell us when parts are going to be available. Yada yada yada. So you know that's a good point. But I think the big issue with the Volkswagen thing is since they've recalled 2015 and 16 cars, they've they halted sales on them. And not recall. I, I say it wrong. They've halted sales on any remaining ones on the lot. What happens to the people who own a TDI diesel Volkswagen? They're driving around when the EPA is like, this is illegal to drive on the streets. Yeah. What is going to be the fallout from this if it turns out to be true? If it turns it's out to be gonna true. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a recall. I mean, they're going to have to reflash all those cars. 
I they'll probably well there'll be a ton of them that get missed I'm sure but um it's the end of Volkswagen in my opinion it's gone not about that bad but no nah, I don't I don't think it'll be that bad but it's bad I mean there could definitely be there you know even if if they have to refresh all those previous cars it, you know twenty five to thirty five percent of those cars will actually come back in because so many different owners have already changed hands or the yeah. owners like you know what my car's just fine I'm getting great gas mileage I don't care about whatever but blah, 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 blah blah you know they won't uh, they won't have to do as much servicing as yeah. you know, GM going oh my keys fell out of the they'll just change the software you know. back and then the cars will run like crap and everybody will hate their Volkswagen uh, how come my car doesn't need power well, yeah then the nineteen eighties have happened all over again and, yeah. you know. The emission mm-hmm. standards. But that could be great for any of the Volkswagen tuning uh, people out there because they could be like, we'll just put the old one back on. It's fine. <laughs> Bring it to us. We'll charge you 100 bucks. We'll reflash it, put it back the way it was. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so <laughs> We're ruining I, the environment one emission at a time. You know, it, it comes back to that whole thing is, is bad press, you know, bad press, or is it good press? Well, yeah. and it's, are people really paying attention to this outside the the automotive press? Like, I haven't seen it on the Today Show yet. No, and I bet you there's still a lot of people that go diesel. What is that? They make diesel cars still. Like- I I agree, but you know they sell a lot of them, a lot of Volkswagen diesels in the U.S. I mean, and, you- and you know what my other question yeah. is? What's that? So, this is the 21st century, right? And I know that diesel motors don't put out the same kind of emissions that they used to, even without you know the the computer right. to you know filter shit out whatever. Um, so I wonder. How much this is actually affecting the emissions on these cars, or is it just affecting? They said it could be as much as forty to sixty percent. The car yeah. could be putting out forty to sixty percent the particulates, forty to sixty percent over what the legal limit is, like sixty yeah. percent more. That's kind of a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot because they, they, the article that um, that I read, and I want to say it was Jalopnik, was like, this is one, it's harmful to people. Two, it's ruining the environment. Three, it's highly illegal. Right, all of the above, you know, for what it is, and I would say it's highly illegal in the states like California, who yes. have really bad smog problems. Um, other states, like we don't have emissions tests in Kansas, like you don't have to go get your your car. No, yeah, I mean, there's, there's still a, a lot, you know, the the highly populated areas, uh, you know, California, uh, Chicago, maybe, you know, big, you know, Denver has a really states. Bad yeah, Denver, problem. you know, where you've got a. a uh, you know, we used to do it here in Detroit Phoenix for many has years, but you know those uh, those mass populated areas where there's a lot of cars, they need to make sure that somebody's just not driving around, you know, just you know blue smoking it out every day, you know. Yep. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's gonna it's it's gonna be bad, but it's not gonna be like the end of the car company for sure. They'll be able means. to they'll be able to fix it, but they're gonna get. I think if they turn they find out this is really true, there's gonna be like the largest fine ever in the history of the EPA against Volkswagen. Now, Audi is only mildly affected by this. It's the same company, but the only car, the only TDI they do is the A3 in the U.S., so it's a very small percentage. And I'm I'm reading again here from the New York Times, but one of the, this is actually kind of funny, um, is they're getting, you know, this notice of the violation uh, now, which is especially embarrassing because Volkswagen uh, just recently introduce plans to introduce 20 plug-in hybrid or all-electric vehicles by 2020 into their lineup. There it is from the gray lady. There you go. Done and done. So, go Volkswagen. <laughs> don't, don't be like Volkswagen. 
that's just bad. Well, well if like, you have if you have all electric vehicles, they they can't find you on uh, near true. the. Well, you know that would be kind of interesting. Like if you have a all electric car company, what does the EPA do for your car now? Do you have it's to do zero anything? emissions? The off gassing of the carpet glue. <laughs> well, I mean, they emissions. they maybe they might end up having to get into the make sure that the batteries in your car actually get recycled when you have to replace them. You know, like those yeah. type of things. They might have like some type of law that you'd be like, you have to prove where the batteries go after out of your car. You know, like that could be really interesting if if uh, we get to a point where there are a lot of electric vehicles in the in the U.S. again. Well, it's not as big a deal with lithium-ion batteries as it used to be with old nickel-cadmium batteries. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, but uh, I mean, they're still going to be recycling. They're still yeah, going to be, yeah. you know, a hazardous battery acid that gets in the the streams and kills bears and you know, whole nine yards. <laughs> but it's, save uh, the bears, man! Don't drive electric. <laughs> you know, they'll have to reinvent themselves a little bit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. No one likes to lose their job. God. No. And nobody likes strip mining can- in Canada for acid rain. So I'm still know. not a uh, big guy uh, on that whole fracking thing either, really. It's, yeah. Yeah. I know they've been doing it for years, but come on. Yeah. Okay, cool. Who needs natural gas that bad? Yeah. <laughs> I need it for my barbecue, man. Oh, that's true. Anyway, yeah, one tank a year is, uh, we don't need to really frack for that, do we? No, we don't. It's a, yeah. Probably not. Anyway, let's be done with news uh, from motorfile.com. There it is. Done. Let's remind you guys about another fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. And then we, after I uh, tell you guys about our friends over at Craven Speed, we're going to get into Todd's JCW uh, kit review. Um, that, of course, like I mentioned, Craven Speed, CravenSpeed.com. We love these guys. They make things out of robots and lasers and unobtainium and carbon fiber and awesome. It's from the future, the stuff that Craven Speed makes. If you've ever seen anything that Craven Speed actually makes, you would agree that their stuff is from the future. Like the F56 intake. Super amazing piece of tech. Awesome. The Another really fine piece. It's, it's like milled from I don't know what, but they have to use computers to make it. And that, of course, is the Craven Speed uh, shift, shift knob. If you guys haven't seen that one. I've got the White Roof Radio logo laser etched into the top of mine. And I saw one. I've seen them all over the place now. And if you don't have one, you need to get on that bandwagon because it's a super super fine piece of course there's also the flex pot adapter one of my favorites um all that stuff and even more and the latest have you seen the latest is the uh the antenna the uh, stubby antenna that looks like a 40 caliber bullet no yeah that one's been out for a little while yeah it looks pretty cool man yeah uh all that all that and more over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com. Once you guys go over there and check it out, once you get there, make sure you go down to the bottom of the homepage and sign up for the newsletter. So if anything new comes out, you don't miss it, which is super awesome. And of course, if you place an order for anything at CravenSpeed.com, you know, even if you get the maybe the short shifter kit or the shift knob or any of those things, like the little uh, shifter retaining cup the 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 you just makes it look like a short shifter because you've removed the boot um and all it is like a little cup it's, it's a really awesome place to catch all your french fry salt anyway if you just get that and you order something there's a comment form over at cravenspeed.com i want you to make sure you say thanks for supporting white reef radio we really appreciate that so do they they of course being our friends over at cravenspeed cravenspeed.com home of the electric mini Boom. so todd a year and a half ago <laughs> I, <laughs> Got to spend some time with the F56 Mini Cooper S with the JCW kit installed. Yeah, and and the nice thing is, is um, I got to drive this car and it had been broken in, had over a thousand miles on it, so it wasn't quite through break-in period, but it had broken in enough to where it sounded so much sweeter. 
because we all drove this on Mini Takes Estates, a prototype, a year ago. And then when it came out in, what was it, April or May? Like a tank of gas over 12 miles. Oh, over. I know, I know. When we came out in April or May, we heard this car on, on that. And then we all said, you know what? They toned this down. It's nowhere near as cool as it was. Right. Well, uh, I'm just saying, turn up your speakers, turn up the bass, because I'm about to lay some knowledge on y'all about, oh, about the new JCW. Roll the damn tape. There we go. So it's time for my long-awaited review of the JCW upgrade kit for the F56 Cooper S. And the first thing you're going to get to hear on this clip is the car starting up. Now, this car is not cold. It's been driven for about 15-20 minutes. So that helps make it uh, the sound is going to be a little bit better. But the first thing you're going to hear is the car starting up and revving slightly with without the sport uh, uh, sport button on or you know in normal mode. So here we go. still closed. The flap on it is closed. This is just sport mode. And it sounds pretty incredible. Okay, and the next thing I do... That's just in regular sport mode. Okay, now you're going to hear the flap open with the Bluetooth controller. This is with the exhaust open in track mode. Now you have to admit that's a pretty incredible sound coming from the outside of the uh of the car. This is, um, there's no EQ done on this. I did no filtering, no audio filtering. You're hearing the raw sound of it. And it is absolutely incredible and frightening to neighbors and passers by. So, as I said before, uh, and, and I've said this on the show, your gas mileage is going to suffer for this because you're going to want to rev the engine and hear this, you know, sound all the time. It's addictive for me. Some people may not like it, but I love it. It's the sound of a great tuned exhaust. And it is fantastic. Now, that being said, Mini does say we don't recommend you using this. This is not for street use. This is for track only use. Take that for what you will. Uh, but it is a little bit loud. Is a little, you know, could be a little bit annoying depending on the time of the day or night that you're driving around your neighborhood. But uh, it is a fantastic sound. So now what we're going to do is we're going to hear uh, the exhaust from the inside of the car to let you know what it sounds like driving around.
Okay, now what that was was me uh, on the highway. It was kind of uh, already on the on-ramp. There was a little bit of traffic, so I edited that out. But uh, most of that was going from about 40 to 70 miles an hour and then back down again. But you kind of get the feeling of what this car sounds like from the inside. Just so you know, the, both seats were down in the back. Both rear seats were, were folded down, and the microphone was kind of in the center of that area there. So you kind of get the, the feeling of, and the sound of what's in the cabin. I imagine it's just a little bit quieter with both the rear seats up, kind of uh, uh, muffles that sound a little bit more from the inside. But you can definitely hear it. There's, there's no question about it. So now what you're going to hear next is me doing a 0 to 60 in this. So let's cut right to that. So anyway, uh, so what do you guys think of that now? Dude, that sounds amazing. It's it is it, it's so funny because our dealer had a couple of these, and this car that I drove has now been sold. Um, mm -hmm. But <clears throat> they had two as an option for people to come listen to, and they would start it up. And I swear, everybody who had them start it bought one. They've really? sold so many of these. In fact, the price went up. It, it's actually gone up a couple hundred dollars since it was first released because there really? was like a special introductory price, and then now it's more expensive than it was. But we were right a couple of weeks ago. You can still get this done for installed for less than $2,500. You know, you can't beat that price. No, it's a great price, and I love that the little Bluetooth um, uh, you know, button, and it's completely wireless, but there's this little double-click on it, and it opens the flap. I love it. There's a, there's a little tag on it that says there's a sport mode, which is for use on public roads. That's yeah, just, this is actually going to be the image for this week's show. That you just start it and, you, and the car runs normally in sport mode. But in track mode, when you double-click the button and it opens the flap, which basically makes half of the exhaust a straight pipe, mm -hmm. um, it says it's for track use only. And I quote, this says right on the tag, use on public roads will invalidate vehicle approval. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna go, what, is that, what does that mean by like the police or the public or your your wife? I mean, <laughs> definitely your wife or significant other is probably not going to like this unless they're a car We're person. We're going to piss people off. Yeah, because I'll say I drove this just around the uh, my you know driving around my neighborhood, and people would turn and look from a block away. They'd yeah. hear this thing pop. I'm like, what was that? And they turn and look, and oh, it's Pearson in a mini. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So then they kind of shake their head. But 
it is it is so I don't want to say alarmingly loud, but it is very loud uh, from inside the car and outside the car, and hopefully you know here in that little review I've got there both inside and outside. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. I I can't recommend a Cooper S with this upgrade enough, and it is available for the five door also or the four door, however you want to refer to it. Um, and here's just fingers crossed that it'll be available for the uh, for the Clubman soon next year. Yes, because well, I mean at twenty five hundred dollars, I mean le- less than that really. I think you can get it for for closer to like twenty two, twenty three hundred, you know, total price. But I think it's um. It's around seventeen hundred for the price of the actual kit itself, mm-hmm. and then install is different at different dealers. But it's about two three hours. Yeah, see, that's I mean, if you compare that, so if you look at the base price of a F fifty six Cooper S of twenty four thousand one hundred dollars versus the base price of a JCW car of thirty thousand dollars, you're getting yeah. pretty good bang for your buck. Yeah, I would have to agree. And after, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about our, our friend Pedro in Florida had yeah. his car dynoed with this on it and yep. turned out some incredible numbers. We're kind of like, man, this is really, really starting to look like a good option. Yes, so, I agree. If nothing more than it's fun and it sounds great. And uh, hopefully the, the clips you got to hear there of the car running in regular sport mode, which basically means like the normal mode for street driving, it sounds almost as phenomenal like there. And I highly recommend turning on the sport button because that's how you get it to pop and, and like that on the rich off throttle. So Todd, the new exhaust, is it just the exhaust only or does it include software? It's exhaust and software because it adds 15 horsepower to a regular car. This is also available. If you have a JCW, you can put this on your JCW, but you're not going to get any uh, horsepower gain. Right, because there's no software increase. It's just just right. the exhaust. Right, right. And uh, they install. I was there when they installed this uh, one of the very first ones, and right. they installed it and didn't even upgrade the software yet. And the the Bluetooth remote works. Wow. So I'm sure that's what they do for the JCW. Is it's installed and they don't make any changes to the software whatsoever. Right, right, right. It's just there for when you want it, and right. you know the car's going to breathe a little bit easier. So it's not really that that's giving you the horsepower. They're they're boosting the, you know, the software to give you that, right. So uh, I think that I think uh, if we had to recommend a hot tip, it would be the uh, JCW exhaust on an F fifty six, and then add the uh, Craven Speed uh, intake. Oh yeah, absolutely. There you go, done and done from your friends at White Roof Radio. No, I like that. I'm super excited. Hopefully, I get to see one of those. Although I have been talking to one of the MAs out here who actually has a new F fifty six JCW, and he loves it. He thinks it's amazing. Yeah. I, it's got, and it's got the automatic. I liked the car. I got to spend a little bit of time driving one, and I just felt it didn't feel as... I'm sure it was fast. I'm sure it's faster than any Mini ever, but mm. it didn't feel like it. It was too smooth. Mm. I want a little more rougher ride. And this this Cooper S with the JCW upgrade, mm-hmm. it felt fast. Really? Yeah, it felt faster than the JCW. I know it wasn't. On paper, it's not, but the feeling of it, and maybe it was just the sound of the exhaust, it just felt more fun to drive. And uh, if I'm recommending somebody what they get, that's going to be it, a Cooper S with the JCW upgrade kit. And not only that, but right now you can actually do that with a manual transmission versus the uh, JCW car, which I still think you can only get with an automatic still. Uh, no, no, no. They've got the manual now. Get with the manual now, yep, right? Just, it, just, it just came out last month. So That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I think that sounds like a better deal. 
But yeah, and this car I drove actually was, if you couldn't tell from the clips, it was a manual transmission also. Nice. Um, and here's the other tip for people is <laughs> if you want to turn off rev matching uh, in the manual transmission cars, you take your DSC button and you hold it down for about five to eight seconds. Yeah. And it's like a it's like a double press. There's two different phases of turning the DSC off in the new F56. It's very BMW. Yep. Click it once and it says, okay, your DSC is off. And if you hold it down instead of just a quick click, if you hold it down, it gives you another warning message and says, no, your DSC is really, really off now. And that's how you disengage the rev matching for a manual transmission or the automatic also. So to turn off rev matching, you also have to turn off traction control? Uh, yeah, the dynamic stability control is all the way off. So, yes, if you want to turn off crazy. rev matching, that's it. That's crazy. That makes sense, though. Totally yep. makes sense. You're yeah. right, but that still sounds weird to me. Yeah, but it's more fun. If you're used to driving like me and doing a lot of heel-toe shifting, right. uh, which I do, it's redundant when you've got the car rev matching for you because you're just double revving it there, and it's kind of weird, and it feels funny, and it's just... So it throws me, because that's how I'm used to driving, is, is I do a lot of, you know, I blip the throttle, do some heel-toe shifting, you know, around corners on occasion. Mm-hmm. And um, when the car's rev matching itself in the new F56, it's just oddly redundant. Hmm. Well, and that's something, if you do it, I would imagine if you do it with that new JCW exhaust and you've got it switched on, holy cow, you're going to piss everybody off. Well, you get a lot louder. I say you can make it a lot louder by turning the Sitting DSC off. Setting off car alarms everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's definitely it's definitely loud, and I do understand when you buy this, you have to sign a waiver that says, I will only use this on the track. I won't get... But I'm serious. I've heard Harleys drive down the street that are 10 times louder. Than yeah, way, cars. way louder. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no question that there's motorcycles out there that are louder. And I don't see them getting pulled over, getting tickets. So, no, no. Well, that's uh, that's another story for another. It all comes down to how you drive and what you're really doing when you're doing it. You know, and how much your neighbors loud and and be just fine. But if you're driving around loud and (laughs) and driving like an a hole, yeah, that's right. You're gonna get pulled over because you're driving like an a hole. And how much? Oh, by the way, you're also really loud. And don't make your don't make your neighbors mad. Like, don't drive through the neighborhood at eleven o'clock at night doing this. You have have to live next to them no matter what. (laughs) That's right. Turn your exhaust off for crying out loud. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. We're always fans of not being that guy. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think we're done. Does anybody have anything else? No, sir. Then I think we're going to be finished. Thanks yeah. for listening, gang. We appreciate that. Thanks to our friends, of course, in Idaho. We've mentioned them a lot because I'm completely intrigued by the fact that there are there's not only are there Mini Cooper, like more than one, they have a club. Are you aware of this? Yes, it's like awesome. Mini Cooper owners in Idaho. There's no mini dealer in Idaho. I think that's amazing. I think that speaks to the brand. It really does. That just that blows my mind. Uh, I've got a set of stickers going out to those guys because, I mean, heck, they're out in Idaho. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, geez. That's a big bowl uh, of awesome. Yeah, huge. If you If you drive a mini someplace where we would be completely shocked and amazed that you drive a mini um let us know leave it on the show notes you can also you know just send us an email that'd be really cool i'll send you out some stickers why not you got a weird club out in where would be a weird spot and don't tell me honolulu because we know there's a mini dealer in Hawaii. a mini dealer in honolulu yeah maybe like mississippi is there a mississippi is there a mini dealer in mississippi i do not know the answer to that i think there is yeah there is Uh, how about arkansas yes yep yeah, I think pretty much every state has one for the most the part. The Dakotas. I think we're thin in the Dakotas. Yeah. The, the, maybe, maybe Montana? 
I don't think there's or, a. Yeah, I think you're correct. I don't. I don't think there is. Yeah, there is no Montana mini dealer. So Idaho, the Dakotas, and Montana. I know where I'm moving. <laughs> not, not there. <laughs> no, Chad's gonna open up the. I'm gonna open up the first mini dealer in Montana. Oh, there you go. Mini of the coast. mini of the, the Montana mountains or something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, just West Coast version of uh, Detroit tuned. Put it up right. there. You know, Montana or Wyoming. There's no dealer in Wyoming. That'd be another interesting area. It's like Colorado, so you know um, what? There's only 12 people between Montana and Wyoming combined, and and the, the Dakotas. Yeah, right. But you know, if you're rocking a mini and you like have like a mini club, and like more than three of you get together at the Sonic on Sunday nights for shakes and look, talk about cars, that's pretty cool. Let us know. Yeah, uh, just send us an email. Leave us note. Show notes. It'd be really cool. Like to hear about that. Uh, just to see, you know. What mini? What mini has done for your life in that little small part of town that you're in? Weird. Anyway, uh, that's it. We have. That's all we have for the night. That's all we have for the week. Thanks again for listening, gang. We do appreciate it as always. I want to remind you guys about one last sponsor underneath the white roof. Of course, that's our friend Todd over at MotoringStripes.com. Always sounds weird when I say that because I'm typing it at the same time. And if you actually go over to MotoringStripes.com, and if you spell it correctly, in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Go to motoringstripes.com. Uh, you'll find that Todd will actually stripe your car by remote control. You go over there, you can buy stripes at stripes that Todd actually makes for your car so that they look nice, they fit right, they're high quality, 3M vinyl, good stuff, top notch, all the way, easy to install. You do it yourself, and it's like, hey, yeah, Todd striped my car. Look at me, I'm cool. Right? Yep. Uh, it's very cool. Also, besides that, there's also the Countryman bumper protection strip. If you have a Countryman, you pretty much need to have that to help protect the bumper. Uh, Union Jack sunroof graphic and, of course, the White Roof Radio sunroof delete kit. You just need to drop Todd an email about that one. He will gladly sell you one. Also, easy to install. Use a coupon code still? Yes, 50-50. Put a 50-50 and you'll save 5% on anything you order from motoringstripes.com. Very cool stuff. Go over there, check it out because, you know, blank is boring. Uh, but now we're done. So this would be the part of the show where I like to make the clicking sound and then I say questions, comments, or concerns. Go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, Ink This TV, I'm done. Cheers. See ya.